We have a word in our English language that when we use it, it tends to create an element of fear on the part of those who hear it. When we use this same word, it's usually met with some form of resistance, an effort to try and prevent or stop it. The word that I'm talking about is the word change. We tend to not like change. It's interesting because it's been said that you cannot step into the same river twice. And that's really true. The water continues to change. It rushes by and it's impossible to step in the exact same water more than once. With every breath that we draw into our biological bodies, we experience change. From the moment we're born to the moment that we die, we are constantly experiencing change. And what's fascinating to me is that every week we tend to preach change. We use a different term. It's called repentance. Yet it's a term that means change. We just don't use that word in our daily conversations. I've never said to my wife, you know, I was going to go to the city, but I repented. We don't talk that way. We just simply say, I changed my mind. So we understand change is inevitable. It's a part of life. And certainly we understand that as a result of the crisis and the pandemic that we have and we continue to experience. It's changed just about every area of our life. Socially, things have changed. The way that we interact with one another, the way that we eat out, the way that we shop, the way that we spend time together and special occasions or holidays. It's changed the business world as well as the educational realm. Students are now more virtual in their learning, taking classes online. Meetings within the business world are more conducted now through means like Zoom or Adobe Connect or other technological areas. Even spiritually, it has changed. The way that we assemble together, the way we observe the Lord's Supper, the way that we give, the way that we conduct funerals or weddings. Life has changed. The challenge for leaders involves how do we lead during a time of crisis that has introduced us to so much change. I realize that change is often seen as bad, but not all change is bad. Some change is good. And even though change frightens us, and we just want things to return to normal. We want them to return to the way they were before this crisis or pandemic. I'm not sure that we will ever see pre-COVID days again, if ever. And certainly when we talk about the idea of change, there is some change that is bad. When it comes to God's word, we are never to change what has been written. We are warned throughout the Bible that we are not to mess with what has been written. We are not to change, to alter it in any way. But the methods that we use, the approach that we take in the delivery of that message may need to change. 
And that kind of change can be good. Can we deliver the gospel message more virtually now than we did before? That change is good. I have a number of friends that deliver messages almost daily through Facebook Live and through YouTube. And the views they are receiving are mounting into the thousands people who are viewing these messages around the world. We have an opportunity to give glory to God and to use this time of change for good to share the message of the gospel. Yes, there are changes that are bad, but not all change is bad. Some change is good. The question becomes, how do leaders guide people during a time of change? Change is inevitable. It's here. It's not something that's going to come in the future. It's here. It's present. It's something we experience constantly. So because change exists, doesn't it make sense that leaders would want to know how to guide people during a time of change? In his book, Leading Change, John Cotter gives us eight steps to help guide or lead change. I don't intend to share all of those steps with you, but I do want to share a few that I think have great relevance to the subject that we're talking about. The first is to create a sense of urgency. We need to realize the sense of urgency that exists when it comes to the church and the growth of the church. Over the years, over the last 50 to 75 years, what we have seen is not a growth in Christianity, but instead we're seeing a decline among the number of members that exist in the Lord's Church throughout this country and around the world. That's not to say there are no places that are ineffective and they're not growing. But overall, we're experiencing a decline. We need to create a sense of urgency when it comes to making a change, not in the message, but to change our methods. We even see this in the New Testament. In the book of Acts, in chapter 2, when Peter preached to this group of Jewish people who had gathered for the day of Pentecost, in his message to these people who revered and upheld God's word that we know of as the Old Testament, we find him in more than 50% of his message proclaiming that which was found in the Old Testament, what we would call book, chapter, and verse. But you turn over a few pages and you get to Acts chapter 17, and Paul in the city of Athens, he's preaching to a different group of people who did not know and certainly did not revere that message of Hebrew Scripture. And we find that not one time did he quote from that text. In fact, he quoted from some of their own prophets. Now, he did not change the message, the truth about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the need to believe that. But his methodology was different. And we can learn from that, but we have to create a sense of urgency. Another step that Cotter uses is to have a guiding coalition. The idea behind that is, is we're not in this alone. We have to work together and we have to get others to help us in guiding the direction of this type of change. We also have to have, as Cotter projects, a vision and a strategy to bring about those changes. 
I've said for a number of years now that without a vision, we will never grow as the church. We have to have a vision of how we're going to create a strategy to achieve that vision that will help the church become what God intends it to be. And then we have to communicate. It's so critical, especially during a time of crisis when there is so much change that we're communicating. And if we're making changes, we have to communicate not only what that change is, but why we're making these changes and how those changes will be implemented and the benefit of those changes. Communication is vital when it comes to leading people in a time of change. And then, of course, we have to empower others to help get involved and to bring about those changes. There is so much more that could be said, but the point is the same. We are experiencing change and a time of crisis more so than ever is when leaders need to use the opportunity to help people and guide them biblically through those changes so that they are more equipped to survive this time, to bring glory to God and help grow His kingdom. And when we do, we are going to find ourselves leading in the ways that God intended us to lead in a time of crisis.